0: Content warning. We are going to open the podcast by talking about child sexual assault. I think about a hundred times in a row. So content warning, trigger warning, content warning. Sorry, you've been warned. Now you can't be mad at us on the internet. Don't listen to the first 20 minutes of this. If you don't want to hear about that. The government gives them the drugs,
1: builds bigger prisons,
0: passes a three-strike law, Don't go on Facebook and type the words chicken soup into the search bar. And let me tell you why. Doing it. Don't do it. No. No, really don't do it. Because (laughs) apparently if you do this, you will get a message. This is what I got. It says, child sexual abuse is illegal. We think your search might be associated with child sexual abuse. Child sexual abuse or viewing sexual images or videos of children can lead to imprisonment and other severe personal consequences. Yada, yada, yada. It's just this weird fucking Facebook
2: automated thing. Um,
1: What was this search for?
2: Chicken soup. This is a disaster for all the older people who are looking for advice for their souls. On or Facebook. old people that are just trying to find soup. They don't know how to use the computer.
1: This is where I get yeah. all my dang recipes on my social network on <laughs> Facebook.com. I don't know what I'm going to do come soup night.
0: Yeah, because everyone uses Facebook for recipes for soup.
1: Hey, I'll tell you what, Jake. This is a recipe for disaster. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's Poddam America.
0: Hello, that's Alex. I'm Jake. Anders is here. Anders here. For the uh, soul. For, for the soul here. I uh, I guess Andrew the reason I bring this, this up, A, because it's alarming. And the reason I told you not to do it, Andrews, is because, I mean, that seems like Ooh. you're just going to flag your computer. Okay. I'm not happy I did this. Who, Someone, do, who sends you the message? Facebook? Facebook. Just, it says, I see you're searching for chicken soup. Are you looking for child pornography? Do we need to send the cops to your house? why were
1: you looking for chicken soup
0: because somebody posted on facebook and said hey type chicken soup into your (laughs) fucking search bar and see what happens Uh, like getting (laughs) rickrolled and i was curious so i did it and that's what happened and now i'm gonna get fucking visited by the government again but uh what i'm getting at is jim caviezel has a new movie out called the sound of freedom which is an insane right-wing, um, I'm-saving-the-children-from-human-trafficking movie. Mm. This is all right. related to the anti-gay, queer, trans uh, culture war where they're calling everyone pedophiles, and it is alarming. As the summer heats up and the dolphins are knocking over fucking yachts and shit and tensions rise, something is going on right now with conservatives where they are firmly convinced that everyone is trying to fuck their kids and that kid fuckers are around every corner and <laughs> you must be ever vigilant because the trend of fucking kids is on the rise and it's I, sad
1: that it's on the rise
0: <laughs> somehow this this i culminated in this chicken soup thing i think
1: it's weird because you know due to microplastics and just uh, the crippling social annihilation uh, uh, of their day to day lives people are having less sex than ever except it appears with children who they cannot get enough of and are actually uh, d- devouring at a record pace
2: they're putting them into soup it's uh and they're
1: putting them into soups of of debauchery Anders
2: <laughs> yeah I'm worried I could show up on a list I had a, a punk band middle school called Chicken Soup for the loser which was a Simpsons line. Um, and by, you know, at the, if you're in a punk That's band a in middle school, one. 100% of it is the name and zero to do with actually playing instruments and making music.
0: Well, it uh, is 100% the name, isn't it, Anders? Yeah. Because Chicken Soup uh, is a dog whistle for your predilections.
2: At the time, I was a child, though. so <laughs> yeah, You uh, were pretty
1: much like you were wearing the bandana to get picked up. In your chicken soup-themed <laughs> punk band. I
2: was peacocking as a... Never mind. Oh, yeah.
1: What instrument did you play?
2: Um, Bass, but my fingernails were always too long. I always <laughs> forgot to trim them, so Finger wasn't too good at it. The guy plays a real scratchy bass. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. The new my sound.
1: fingernails are too long tonight.
2: I always <laughs> would forget to trim my fingernails before... I would play bass, and then it would if be. If there
1: are any older men here feeling lonely, I'll uh, be backstage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who wants a real scratchy hand job, chicken oh, soup boy. style? You know what Man, I'm saying? This is <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, hitting on adults. No
1: experience at that point. Um. Yeah, so I haven't seen this movie, but I have seen their merch go out, and there's a, apparently a line in the film where uh, they're doing a sting, and uh, Caviezel says, never trust a pedophile. And so they've made a bunch of shirts that just say, never trust a pedophile. on them.
2: <laughs> That's a helpful <laughs> reminder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is just something I believe, and I think that more people should wear on a shirt, just so we know that you're not one of them. Because if you were a pedophile, you wouldn't wear something like that.
0: What a statement. Like I think as if you... If- you're blowing
2: someone's mind. I think that's the perfect thing to Jared wear. Jared Fogle, I trusted you! you know, <laughs> I think if you are a yeah. petter-ass, that's the perfect thing to wear because it it's a reverse psychology thing. throws people off the scent. Well,
0: that would be kind of, I think, a
2: theory of what's
0: going on here with all yeah. of these people, <laughs> you know? Well, there's
1: w- also, though, you have to consider, you know, pedophiles, because it's such a maligned community, they would probably wear something on their shirt that says, like, Maybe just hear out a pedophile for five minutes without judgment and kind of see how the other half lives.
0: The organized ones, like the NAMBLO people would be like, you can trust a pedophile is kind of their whole angle.
2: I I will say I was hit on by a pedophile once when I was 12. Uh, I I mean, I can't believe I assume (laughs) that's what was going on. I was at the public library in St. Paul, Minnesota, and just moved there. And, and this guy came up and was like, you having trouble with the computer there?
0: You started talking yeah. about some esoteric bullshit, and he stated that he, he, he you were saved by your autism. Is that what happened?
2: Um, I was saved by a librarian, actually, who rushed in and shoot him away. But uh, <laughs> he was I don't know
1: why, why we're well, talking Andrews, about have, this again. Have you considered that maybe you were having trouble with the computer there? This is just me. Having ever seen you use a computer, <laughs> that's not
2: unlikely. But he made it a point to be like, "See, I, I have trouble with computers too sometimes." Uh, and then the librarian escorted him out. And you oh, are like,
1: Neither of you know anything about the computer? Get out of here!
0: <laughs> you are sure this guy was a pedophile because he asked I mean, you to help with the. The computer. vibe
2: was distinctly pedophile. Um, was he sweating? Yes. And <laughs> oh, that
1: that seals it.
2: And it was the library in Saint Paul, which you know, Midwest. Not to, I mean, they have them everywhere, but I, there's a high concentration in the Middle West of of pedophiles. Yeah. This <laughs> is pedophiles,
1: and they hang out in the library. You know, the last time, <laughs> the time we, last we discussed this. Institution. Institution.
2: Well, this stuff we at least gave a trigger warning, and it was like forty <laughs> minutes into the show. We're I'll starting put, off strong. Five minutes in, we're
1: if, if we do the trigger warning, the pedophiles are gonna know that we're getting them. <laughs> mm. I'll, I'll. This is, it's a surprise attack.
2: I'll go back
0: and I'll put one at the top, c- considering that we said the word pedophile seven hundred times. Super trigger warning for my story. Um, I, a ped- I, de- a pedophile definitely tried to have sex with me when I was a kid because I hitchhiked when I was like, uh, like fourteen, I guess. And um, the guy let me have a ride in his car for a little while before he turned to me and said, so can I see your cock? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I got out of the car at a stoplight. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> well, that escalated yeah, quick.
1: Did he even say anything? Or was like, I understand. Have a good one.
0: He kind of, it's kind of the demeanor with which he just drove off. He <laughs> All was.
1: Right. You, this is might up.
0: Go ahead. No, he just he was making small talk before that and he just abruptly busted that out. Oh my god. Okay.
1: This, this is conversation r- is making me feel like an ugly child.
2: <laughs> I and
1: you're Catholic too.
2: So, man. I know. i you was pretty been. much in
1: the swamp. <laughs>
2: This is right up there with SIDS, which is apparently in the news now. Just like the two things that I least like to think about. I don't think I'm unusual in that respect, but just the worst stuff to discuss and have on your mind is we're being bombarded with... I don't know what the SIDS thing is. I don't want to th- no, know. I don't want to think about it. Um, but um, trying to find a segue to sudden infant death syndrome that yeah that's in the news i don't know why and i don't want to i don't want to know <laughs> i don't know either well, i mean i don't know it's just happening? bad stuff that i is unpleasant that's being shot at us um is it because it's gemini season
1: I it's in the vibe is what it's doing
0: <laughs> and okay hold on and how is this a segue to <laughs> The next thing we're going to talk it's about? It's not. It's just oh. <laughs>
1: this, these
2: are things that are floating around the ether and they're unpleasant to think about. And I'm sick of it. Um, and it makes other things like leftist infighting a lot more pleasant, uh, which is what we, we, we're, we're going to talk about next, which is the uh, banana discourse.
1: Oh, Here's a here's tie in. You know, leftists claim to love the library, despite it being a well-known Midwest <laughs> compound for pedophiles. <laughs> This issue split the community, not unlike a recent kerfuffle on Twitter.com.
0: The community is split on bananas.
2: The banana split.
1: Bananas.
2: Of 2023. Get yeah, yeah.
1: I can't do any more segueing because I actually don't know what we're talking about. Actually, you know whole what? whole thing, so you tell me what we're talking
2: about. Actually, you know what? Pederasts in uh, Germany were <laughs> um, promoted by the Green Party, as we discussed. The, the German Green Party right. had a pedofi- pedophile issue until recently. And uh, in East Germany... You apparently could not get bananas. Really? Is what conservatives always say. Did you it's like,
0: actually figure out a way to connect all this yes, shit? Yes, I did. <laughs>
2: meal um,
1: was a nightmare for them. So
2: uh, th- this uh, sparked, uh, this has been, a lot of people have been lamenting that we're talking about bananas under socialism, whether or not we can get them in North America and that's sustainable and like, why are we talking about this? And usually that is the type of thing that'd be like, oh man, this is so depressing that we're having this debate. But I actually found this quite edifying and interesting. And again, maybe that's because I'm being bombarded with SIDS and pedophilia discourse. And this is just uh, looks so much more appealing to think about rather whimsical in comparison to what the right wing is talking about. Right. right
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um so, but uh, is the premise at large that there's a, a socialist worldwide revolution where there's an international communist government we're all working together to build a new tomorrow and the first thing that happens is banana chains immediately restrict themselves to the global south
2: um it could that could be yes um which is the argument made by uh Sort of made. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but um, Malcolm Harris has been critical of the. He's not a degrother, but he's critical of the anti-degrowth. Banana growth. Yeah, it's like a sort of a meta debate at this point. But he's anti-anti, huh? Degrowth. Yeah. Okay, got it. Which you know, I've said <laughs> the quadruple negative. Yeah,
1: um, he's. You gotta really keep up. <laughs> in The online activism sphere,
2: right? I mean, as we have talked about the show, we had Matt Huber on a year ago, um, and he's very critical of of D growth because, like, it's not a, uh, an, a an appealing political movement to be like, we're going to shrink your standard of living if you live in the global north, which opens a whole can of worms. What is standard living? What is growth? All that stuff. Um, and you know, I basically agree with that premise, right? It's not, it's, you should, even to workers, the working class in the global north, I think it is a more effective appeal. If you want to do something about climate change to say, you will be better off if we transition, uh, and we're going to, you know, redesign the economy in a way that ultimately benefits you and saves the planet from climate catastrophe. Um, there are people poking holes in that, this sort of, uh, you know, new premise uh, with the with problems like what do you do about supply chains, right? Because right now it's um, the like most in, like basically every industry in capitalism, the banana industry is very exploitative and uh, it, it involves a ton of carbon to get bananas from Latin America to Columbus, Ohio was the example. Uh, Harris used and um, what if the banana workers had a chance to vote on where they send the bananas, how many bananas they produce, all that shit? They, in all likelihood, he argues, would not want to send them to Columbus, Ohio because that involves a tremendous amount of exploitation and it's just not going to be worth it. Uh, And so there's been this, this huge back and forth about what would the banana look like, who would get the banana under uh socialism and you know there's a bit of a kind of a like which stage are we talking about here are we talking about socialism are we talk about communism we're we talking about an in-between thing um, i just want
1: to interject to say i can immediately see the appeal to anders here because what we we're talking about is a uh future place counterfactual <laughs> yeah is it, it's a counterfactual uh, in the future, ha- I mean, It
0: hasn't happened yet. And what if it happened differently?
1: Right, what, what and if, also uh, we fix climate change, but breakfast was different.
0: Yeah, let's point a- something out here real quick uh, to the listener. Our friend, the scary skeleton with the bowl full of candy, is holding a bunch of bananas Holy right shit. now. He's in on the discourse too. Yeah, so it's serious. And these are good bananas, you can tell, because I got and some brown spots. And these are spots. good bananas. Oh, they fucking going bad. <laughs> that's what that means.
2: Well, I see, I got in trouble with... Uh, you like the
0: bananas with brown spots because they remind you of your own freckled body?
2: Yeah, I think maybe that's it. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, what they remind me of is making banana bread, which you need the ro- basically rotten bananas, and the bread's even better. That's so gross. Um, that's
1: but, true. It's the best way to make them. And bananas... Even when you do ship them all out to Columbus, Ohio, you eat your bananas up to New York City, New York. Uh, they go bad in such a whiplash uh, process that you—you bu- in order to be just an upstanding member of society. You're pressured to buy six or eight of these at a time. You're eating two, and then there's just four that remind you of the the slow decay of life. Yeah, sitting on your windowsill until you make a bread.
0: No, they're a pain in the ass to keep around. The only reason I keep them around is because they're good. They're kind of good for like digestive health. So really? just, every once in a while, you eat a banana, and you're like, all right, maybe that'll be a band aid on this whole situation. You know, <laughs> throw something on the fire. Uh, but what what these leftists want us to embrace in a post banana society is. The mass is having diarrhea. (laughs) Not know what you're never going to have a banana to reach for to quell your rumbling stomach from your you know beer garden DSA meeting the night before where you wrecked your entire body.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. You'll have to instead resort to apples, uh, raisins. (laughs) What's the rest of the acronym? Oh,
2: applesauce toast. Oh, right, right, right. Applesauce toast. You know my. I, I uh, played a prank on my mom once because I was sick and she called me and she was like, do you know about the brat diet? The the, the brat diet? And she's been telling me about this for years. And of course I know she's about
1: She's from it. Wisconsin, so she says the brat diet. Well, n-
2: th- that's <laughs> the joke. I played on her. It was like, oh yeah, the brat diet. I'm, I'm, I mean, I have a stomach ache and I'm just eating bratwurst. And she's like, no, don't.
1: No. <laughs> Dismount. Anders, put it
2: down. <laughs> mom is not from Wisconsin.
0: Slander. Um, the point, I guess the actual point of this, what I was talking about with the the diarrhea thing is that, um, I think the reason this discourse took off like wildfire is because like a big part of it isn't about whether this is a good idea or whether it will happen. It's, um, leftists fighting with other leftists premised on the idea that like, you have to sell this to average people. And if we tell them, by being a, in DSA or joining whatever or voting for whoever, that that means that they can't have their little bananas. They're never going to go for it. So they're using like Tim Dillon logic kind of like uh-huh. people don't like That's this. Exactly people don't right. want no bananas. You know, you're never going to get off the ground with no bananas.
1: Jake is yeah. exactly right. What we're talking about here is a classical. I'm normal off. Right. <laughs> right. Everybody right. wants to win and be the most normal.
2: And yeah, there's bad examples on all sides and obviously, you know, the making no bananas, no more bananas the uh, center of your platform is, I don't think anybody's actually talking about that, but that would be not not good. But it is, uh, I think, interesting to think about what things would be like if we had a more democratic system. I can envision a scenario where these um, workers in the global South perhaps still want to sell bananas and if the, and that's i think what gets kind of uh and, and i think um we should keep in mind and and keep in front of mind is like the all the profits are going to the top and we're kind of fighting for scraps right uh and you know there's a tremendous amount of waste um in capitalism and if you organize things differently uh, and this is getting towards you know communism then you wouldn't have uh all this just food that's just trashed at the end of the night and all that stuff. But um, I mean, you said this counterfactual.
1: It's a whole whole argument that takes place after the successful communist revolution. Like we might as well be talking about like where the pod damn America yacht is going to (laughs) go. Like, I I don't think this is like, it's going to go in the the Gowanus world thing to to bother
2: with. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it is ultimately counterfactual because in all likelihood uh, we won't, Stave off climate change in any form, and we're just gonna all die. So that is true, but I also think <laughs> like uh, s- supply chains are something we should uh, keep in keep in mind and, and think about. And and that's the other par- piece of this too is um, uh, there are risks for current you know things we like and get in in commodity form under capitalism that they could go away too without a new system. Right, capitalism could end bananas that could happen like without uh moving to socialism or communism
0: yeah i mean it it probably is gonna end a lot of things but like um i think that's something interesting about this argument is how people in like america and the first world and stuff uh tend to view things like bananas as a a, just an indisputable fact of reality is that those things are available and kind of just ideology, ideology wise, um, you know, because people don't understand that the standard of living that we have here is a result of inequality and like extraction in the third world. Uh, you know, a lot of people, when when you talk to them about stuff that's going on in other countries, they sort of say like, oh, well, you know, they're going to catch up at some point. Mm. Like what's happening is that we're, first in first place in the race of like what states do and then you know the goal here is for everyone else to eventually also be like this and if you think about things that way then it is kind of very jarring to have someone come along and go okay so we have a project that is good and it's going to make things like equal for everyone and that involves at some point like taking away from all of the fucking comforts that we have here. So the question is, is there a way to like do communism without fucking uh, challenging that in any way? Is there a way to just speed things up everywhere else without having to fuck? Cause I mean the, the most stubborn fucking player in this whole, you know, scenario is the massive amount of Americans that are like, fuck you. I get bananas. I get oil I and get sugar bananas. and stuff.
1: Yeah. Look at my house, man. It's full of bananas. <laughs> my banana's real good, dog. I haven't shipped for weeks, dog.
2: Well, one of the things I think that's kind of a step forward this debate, and what Malcolm Harris is pointing out, is we're not talking about the individual ethics of consumers and whether or not it's ethical to buy a banana. Who cares, right? Um, but in the future... Uh, is that going to involve people giving up something? And I think there's kind of this... uh, Well, like,
0: the price of bananas could potentially go up in a scenario like this, and then people would be like,
2: goddamn President Buttigieg or
1: whatever the fuck. Yeah, (laughs) um, and then that gets... Bananas used to be a gallon for a dollar.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then that, again, gets into, like, okay, what stage of what system are we we talking about here? Because ultimately, are we going for something where there's no prices and no... You know, monetary system at all, uh, in which maybe you have goods trans- still transported in the world around the world and to some limited extent or something. Who knows? Maybe we'll be able to develop cell uh, meat and stuff like that. I think we kind of need to do that because you know of the amount of pollution caused by cattle and uh, the meat industry and all that. But I think that the again the focus on uh, Americans consume too much is. I think you kind of have to look at well, what choice do most. Americans have and the way the, this country is designed, it's very difficult to not contribute to carbon emissions. And if mo- if people had the option to like take mass transit every day instead of having to drive, I think a lot of people would do it. So it's not just that we're like a gluttonous bunch of hogs who are uncaring. It's just there's in many cases just literally no alternative. Uh and that's what Why we can't
1: have to both be true.
2: I mean, I think that it is to some extent, I mean, yeah, it is true to some extent, but i and I do not
1: having the option turns you into a gluttonous little hog who loves your big truck and get banana. yeah I mean,
2: it's also like, do most Americans eat bananas that much? I feel like it's like, America
1: just me. This yeah. is and like I can't shit.
2: <laughs> this is like
0: uh, like red state Americans with New York you know, in right, nine 11, like they hated New York until nine eleven <laughs> happened. And now they love New York. Yeah. If Americans fucking don't eat bananas. They don't eat fruits and vegetables. But if, if this became a culture war thing, it would be like patriotic to eat bananas with your family and cook them on your gas stove and shoot them with a gun or shoot something else with a gun mm. in your backyard on Facebook and stuff. It would, it would be like the anti Bud Light kid rock would be making music videos mm. with bunches of bananas.
1: Hmm. It actually
2: sounds kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll start a banana culture war. Um, like? I mean, it has happened. There have been
1: a hundred bananas. What's that? I'm thinking of Kid Rock with a gun. And <laughs> what does it look like when you shoot 100 bananas and they're all in a pile and you shoot them with a gun?
2: I think it would look awesome. Wouldn't that make him anti-banana? I, but, you know. Kid Rock is now degrowth. He... What we have to do <laughs> is I, make degrowth You, would you, you seem... would never
1: used to think Kid Rock was anti-Bud Light, but here we are. Or
2: pro degrowth. Sorry. Yeah. Pro degrowth, so we have to make degrowth Kid patriotic, and then Kid Rock will, yeah, solve it.
1: We have not gotten Kid Rock' uh, uh, official stance on the growth degrowth debate yet. No one has pressed him on this.
2: <laughs> well, Jake mentioned nine eleven, and That's right. uh, I wanted to bring this up too. You guys see Tony Bennett just passed away. I did. Who is that? Because you tweeted it, Tony Bennett. You don't know Tony Bennett. Classic. <laughs>
1: is he Bernie Sanders?
2: <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, he was. Uh, you really don't know Tony Bennett. He was a uh, a famous uh, singer with a vocal cords of let gold. Let
1: get the pick- Let's pull that up.
2: <laughs> he's a he real guy. You know, I'll pull up Tony Bennett, who died today. He's very old, uh, and he's kind of like seen. He's kind of like one of these uh, um, Rat Pack style guys who like lots of old. Boomers from Long Island love to. The broad Pack. They're all Midwest yeah. Germans. <laughs> no, but he's like, uh, you know.
1: We've got a picture of him here singing to a very square microphone if you want to know how old this gentleman was. He, he sang A Wonderful World.
2: What a wonderful. You know that song? I thought Louis Isn't Armstrong. That
1: Louis Armstrong.
2: Did he cover it? He may have covered it. I don't know. Back in uh, the day, everyone covered each other. He definitely
1: had a whole Louis Armstrong episode. I feel like I'm having a stroke of some kind.
2: (laughs) Um, But he died, and as I was saying, he gets a salute from all these kind of like Giuliani-type guys. Um, But really, he had some very controversial takes in a good way on... 9-11, 9 eleven and just war in general he uh, and this is, gets kind of glossed over by mainstream press. Um, he served in World War two and saw firsthand the horrors of war and became a pacifist he was deeply anti war um and you know we don't have to be pacifists necessarily to to respect that uh, he got cancelled after nine eleven took it took him ten years to actually get enough people, you know, he said something controversial enough to actually get um, in serious trouble, and he did have to do an apology tour about this, but he said on the Howard Stern show, they flew the plane, but we caused it because we were bombing them, and they told us to stop.
1: I tell and you, Jack, the Mob came for him.
2: I've seen this film called Loose Change. <laughs> <laughs> There's
0: a few things that don't add up here. Some loose change that doesn't add up. <laughs> um, from but, the past, he talks like that.
2: Yeah.
1: Howard's a few boom booms at the base of the tower. (laughs)
2: But Howard Stern was like, you know what? You're making some good points. Because what do you say to that? What do you, you know, it's like, it's like what's going on with with Israel right now. Just point out what they're doing. How can you not call them a racist apartheid state? They don't, they just want to talk about the fact that you said that and not the actual substance of it because there's no rebuttal. Yeah. Um,
0: Also, if it's like, I, because I was, (sighs) I didn't know who this was when I was reading this story. And then I like, I was like oh it's an old rat pack guy they'll uh, people like george w bush and howard stern will listen to shit like this mm. if it's frank sinatra telling it. Right. because he's like the their favorite type of person yeah so instead of re- meeting with resistance and going, ah, you know what are you talking about you just they're like they're they're cornered like uh in a debate sense right they just have to go like well, I suppose you've got a point there. Yeah. It's just, I have
1: reason to believe the big bopper could have stopped the war on terror. <laughs> As we'll get to. Uh,
2: yeah. These, what? These guys, <laughs> um, it depends on who they're talking to, and they will completely have a different point of view uh, just based on the how they view their interlocutor. Uh, it's also probably
0: just complete curveball because you expect someone that old and that white to be like yeah. a complete conservative.
2: Right but um
1: their religion is sand
2: <laughs> one of the most uh, one of the most amazing things he uh, recounted and you know this is just his account of what happened so we don't know if this is a fact but tony bennett um got a kennedy center honor in 2005 and you know they get the the president the sitting president usually comes to those and they wear those weird scarves and it's for artists who are seen as national treasures Uh, and afterwards he talks one-on-one to George W. Bush. And this is after Tony Bennett at this point has already been very critical of, uh, the war on terror and the war in Iraq. And Bush says to him, he says, uh, I think I made a mistake. And Tony Bennett says (laughs) that to what you're saying, Jake, uh, Bush says this because he had a special liking to me. Tony Bennett says, so "Yeah, because that's it's at all so fucking funny." You can also, get I mean, if you're like it if you're a Tony Bennett level star, you can get Bush to admit the Iraq War was wrong, which that's has been crazy. Yeah, and nothing George happened Bush because of totally it.
1: Bush is totally two faced about that, though. He'll say all kinds of shit and then take it back later. Right? There was that Gav like
2: within the past year where he was talking about the Ukraine. Ukraine thing. Yeah. And he made a joke out of it, but he he was like this illegal and unjust war in Iraq. Oh, uh, Ukraine, Iraq, too. Which is just like...
1: It's crazy we're all laughing at that. Yeah. Yeah. Freudian
0: slip. Wacky. That's bananas. Oh,
1: I killed all those people. Oh, it was my idea. Oh, geez. What? (laughs) Semi-recently. Worth pointing out for the record, like within 20 years from this date now
2: yeah
0: well that's what? bananas Indeed. i'm sorry i've been trying to shoehorn that in for the entire podcast that's a bunch of bananas It's mm-hmm. wacky as bananas the discourse Anders, this week
1: that's bananas
0: that's bananas. fuck you alex <laughs> taking my well, line it is.
1: it's fucking bananas damn it um but it's, um, it's hard to see Tony Bennett canceled by the woke mob that way. They truly are a force in American politics that cannot be stopped. But there are a few brave individuals who are strong enough to stand up against them. And I, uh, if it's all right with everyone, would like to spend a, a little time here on the podcast dedicating some attention to uh, one of the bravest warriors against the woke mob, which is North Korean defector Yeonmi Park is protecting us from the woke mob. That's what I wanted to say, Jake. Is everyone familiar with Yeonmi Park?
2: I've heard of
0: her, yeah. If for uh, the keen Twitter-using listeners, she's the meme of the lady that went on Joe Rogan and and said all the shit about North Korea, and now there are hilarious memes of her going... In Bushwick, they make you do cocaine at Carmelo's, and margarita is $7. And if you don't do ketamine, they throw you in Myrtle Wyckoff in the middle of the street. They have $7 marks at Carmelo's? I'm just making shit up. They do have pretty cheap cocktails. That sounds utopian, not dystopian. They actually have pretty cheap cocktails there. It's crazy. This show is brought to you by Carmelo's. Yeah.
1: With Biden inflation, a $7 margarita is devoutly to be wished for. If you give um, her one margarita... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if in in, in Bushwick by the since we've it covered it, has been turned into a hit rap song as it, I've This is fucking good for. too. Check out the one margarita rap song. Anyway, Yomi Give me part. five
0: margaritas, I'm gonna stick it in your bun. I'm gonna stick it in your
1: bun. <laughs> I like how her vo- she does like uh Rob Zombie voice for that one because she's gone sicko mode. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> five margaritas. <laughs> Five margaritas is a ton of margaritas. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, that would get like, you like, fucked I don't think you could be held legally accountable for anything that happens.
2: Right, because it's also that. the sugar and the alcohol. This is a toxic mix. It's like
1: a chemical nuclear bomb going on <laughs> in your
2: gut. Plus all that lime.
0: But you, <sighs> could, you, you, park. <laughs> you couldn't have five pina coladas because there's bananas in there. All right, go ahead. <laughs>
1: There are bananas in there. Um Yonni Park has been covered extensively on other shows you may have uh, been aware of if you're, you know, in the podcast listening sphere. So, you know, I don't feel like it's worth a whole deep dive into exactly uh, the conditions of the North Korean defector media uh, 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 circle or what have you. But uh, there's been a recent Washington Post article about her that lists all of her claims that even... Um, your most liberal-minded friends are finding quite suspect. And they are simply too funny not to all list in a row. So we are going to go through them now. And I think uh, the way to approach this is believe survivors, mm. believe women. Mm. Um We have guys. to just kind of take her at her word. And uh having done that, go through these and decide which one of these – Claims is the most damning against North Korea if true. Okay. Um, Jake, would you play the first clip from the Joe Rogan show that I sent you?
2: Oh, yes, of course. Let me go. Uh, who, you know, like we were saying, is depending on who he's talking to, will have wildly different opinions about things. Okay, here we go. Hold up.
1: Hold this up. is a great example of that, actually. Yeah.
0: Dying in these hospitals and rats would eat the eyeballs of the people who are dying, and children who are starving would eat the rats, mm-hmm. and then the children would die, and the rats would eat the children. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Die.
0: Well, that's like a circle. <laughs>
1: that's right, Joe Rogan. I think he just
0: described like a perpetual motion machine or something. That sounded impossible.
2: <laughs>
1: it sounded
2: like... He did acid and thought of that
0: and remembered it coming from her. Yeah, that sounds like a cool, like, in a in an animated film when they take acid. Yeah. Like a bunch of shit happening all at once. Yeah. A uh, rat eats an eyeball. Child eats a rat. Eyeball eats the child? I forgot how it would happen. And then her.
2: eventually you have a new breed of eyeball
0: child rats. That's.
1: It's the circle of life.
0: What they want. Um,
1: I do think this is pretty bad. First of all, that the state makes children eat rats. Um, rats are vectors for disease. And also they're likely to be poisoned, which would then lead to then your children dying and other rats eating them. So what, this is really bad.
2: Is it that they make them eat rats or is this, that's all they have access to because they haven't opened up the banana markets?
1: Um, it's a mix. So the fun thing about all these claims that she's going to go through here are, um, she, North Korea is a very poor country. Um, and wonder why that all is. virtually no open information about it. So the entire basis for what we as Americans know about North Korea is from North Korean defectors, quote-unquote. And the defectors are just, like, anyone who has made it to South Korea who is then essentially put into a position of getting into the newspaper for money to survive. Mm. Um, so it's like a, the moth-style... poetry slam situation but like that everybody takes very seriously around the world and like the cia actually will like literally hand over money to you for saying the right things wow
2: so yeah so it's a ridiculousness off just who can come up with the most outlandish
0: shit there's like incentives right yeah qui bono who benefits
1: that's interesting. Yeah, I, assume, I mean, South uh, Korean newspapers will pay you directly for them. There's, like, the Korean CIA, which is actively, like, will sometimes, like, traffic people over just so they can, you know, use them for their political purposes in South Korea, uh, <coughs> in the U.S. trade networks. And then uh, there are people who just, like, leave. <laughs> and they're caught up in the middle of this because they're, like, actually trying to relate what happened in their lives. And then they're up next to, like, fucking... Uh, uh the, the Dane Cook Of suffering
0: Yeah she uh, was on a TV show In South Korea That's about North Korean Defectors where they just have like Them come on and talk to South Korean Dr. Phil Or Oprah or whatever the fuck But it's all highly sensationalized Obviously it's for TV you know right.
1: And Yeonmi Park is so funny because she Has been on TV since she's been like 14 or whatever. And so she's contradicted herself one thousand times <laughs> on <laughs> on all of these. Uh and it the ceiling of how crazy it gets is really, really high. So we started with children eat rats and then the rats eat them. Uh that's what is happening in Korea. Uh up next, she has changed her story from she was picked up um by uh some Chinese people in a car across the border uh, when she defected to that. She escaped on foot across the mountains and ate grass and dragonflies to survive. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I read is that w- one of the big shifts in her story is that she at first wanted to be seen. And I'm not sure what the, Reality is it's hard to tell through all this that she was part of one of the elite families in North Korea. She was like, yeah, we were super rich and I'm part of cream of the crop. Uh, and now she's had to, to change to it was dire p- poverty and just the exact opposite of that.
1: Yeah, well, she got into like the Jordan Peterson circuit when she moved to America uh, and like found out essentially where the money is over here in the anti-woke media sphere And uh, so she's like really gone all in on like Pokemon are real over there, but they're used for evil, you know, Mm. like uh, like extreme. uh, uh, She essentially is like doing the novel night. But like for North Koreans on a mass scale, do you Uh, think she says? Sorry, Go, go go ahead. She says that she didn't have a single day as a child without seeing a dead body which is like a there's a lot of days
0: yeah it's crazy <laughs> do you think that she changed her tune about being from the richest part of the of society because she eventually realized that that makes it sound like she's a fucking gusano per type, mm. per, like a i'm yeah they were mean to me because i was from the richest part of society kind of thing like her family was being uh I don't know. I don't know enough about fucking what where North Korea is at to know if that's like still a thing.
2: Yeah, I know yeah, her see, from the Jordan Peterson interview. I know it lit like her grandfather owned property before the revolution, so maybe there's some truth to it. I mean, it's probably somewhere in the middle, I guess, but
1: I, I I from what I've gathered, her family was supposedly well off before and these are like stories collaborated with her mother when they first show up on Korean TV in the show which is called on my way to meet you which is a great wonderful translation uh <laughs> kind of situation to have in english but um that essentially her original story about having some luxuries and then leaving north korea immediately conflicted with her media success in telling people that uh you know, they chop off your hands if you sing the national anthem wrong. Like, it wasn't blending into her new narrative, and so she had to get rid of it, and now it's just complete fiction what's going on over there.
0: Yeah, because at one point, the part where she said she was eating grasshoppers and grass, uh, or dragonflies and grass, bugs, whatever the fuck, uh, uh, that conflicted with another earlier telling of the story where she said she was just living at her aunt's house. So it sounds like the true story is probably that she was just living at her aunt's house and eating, regularly yeah. but then she decided that doesn't sound that sympathetic so in order to play up the north korean bad man like uh, authoritarian everyone's starving thing she changed it to
2: i'm eating grass she could have also had i mean i had a, a fairly normal diet as a kid and <laughs> also ate grass yeah andrews ate grass
1: yeah, you can just try grass yeah. also i don't think dragonflies would be so bad like everybody always talks about how we're gonna have to eat bugs in the uh you know, eco genocide coming that all the large animals will be dead. You have to eat the bug. Are dragonflies one of the bad bugs to eat? I've heard like tarantulas are really good.
0: Dragonflies sound hard to catch. They're hard to catch in Zelda, but if you catch them, then they make elixirs that make you like sneaky or fast. I can't remember. I think they
1: sound very valuable when you're crossing the border too. Oh
2: yeah, that's true. I think the fact that they're hard to catch just adds a kind of extra layer of appeal to them. You know, they seem you tastier.
1: You need a net. And you yeah. also got to season them right and everything. Um, we haven't even gotten to the good ones yet. Okay. Um, she claims before she left North Korea, she had never seen eggs or <laughs> toilets. <laughs>
2: <Huh. Yeah. laughs> no toilets. Uh, okay.
1: No toilets. I know there are... Like swaths of Asia that, like, just culturally don't use a toilet yet just because they're not like installed everywhere or there's not plumbing everywhere. But I'm not sure, like, never seeing a toilet.
2: Yeah, that's a bit much.
1: That one's suspicious. Eggs, extremely suspicious.
0: Yeah, there's fucking eggs everywhere. There's a part of her story where she says that when she got to, uh, I can't remember which part, she might have been like Mongolia or something, because she supposedly. Oh, also, this is related to the fucking uh, Jim Caviezel sound of uh, whatever the fuck movie, Freedom, uh, sound of freedom. Uh, I think it's really interesting that she's like um, kind of a conservative golden girl. I was I was trying to do the female version of Golden Boy, and it's Golden Girl, and that doesn't work because it sounds like she's an old lady. She's a she they like is her
1: a Golden Girl. <laughs>
0: What's weird is that part of her story is that she was like, and then I was saved by human traffickers yeah, who smuggled us from right. North Korea to China. So it's like, okay, human traffickers, do we love them? Do we hate them? What's going on in, in grandpa Facebook land right now? Hey,
1: love them, hate them, but you got to hand it to them. <laughs> you do have to hand <laughs> it to them.
0: And she says when they were smuggled to, I think, the, you know, when they were in China and they made it to Mongolia or whatever, at one point she describes the first time she was in a public restroom. And it's like this thing where she's like, and I was crying because there was, I was taught toilet paper and I didn't know what it is. And then there was a sink and you turned the water and the sink water comes out of the sink. It's just like running around a bathroom. <laughs> like it's like the but coolest. If you're
1: on the Jordan Peterson show, like crying is how you connect with him. That's right. something he understands. They don't have bathrooms. They can't you know take just a shit. Just because are talking about it now. I do think that we should get into the uh, the border crossing story has changed probably the most out of all of the stories she tells regularly. And this is someone who, like, lies habitually about small things. Uh, but as of her Joe Rogan interview in 2021, she said that when she crossed the border to China, she was sold into slavery and sex slavery with her mother to, in her words... <laughs> A mentally retarded family.
2: <laughs> okay, the I, whole
1: family. Well, the
2: okay. whole family,
1: Look, like a Hills Have Eyes situation.
2: Yeah. I I got okay. So my uncle got a timeshare, <laughs> <laughs> and it was in China. <laughs> this is when Trump was saying China, 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 and he liked the sound of it. And we, we we didn't know they were slaves because we're mentally, you know. All so, right. Yeah. So that is real, and your uncle is also my whole family. Your Your uncle did that. This is news
0: to me. I didn't know. I didn't know that's how that worked.
1: Yeah, I mean, like there are just parts of this that are just like, (laughs) how did you get away? Anders is changing his story for sensational (laughs) reasons as well.
0: (laughs) He's going to be on that uh, coming to meet you show.
1: Doing this is this like Vikings rules? Like you were just there, like. (laughs) captive for years i i don't understand um but anyway I'm glad where did they get the money there, it, yeah what what do they do with the money i mean they wouldn't know what to do with it
0: no but the but the the family they have money
2: uh, to be buying sex slaves what do they do well, i assume work? that the state did it uh the state that's her account is like this is the
0: tyranny of the state
1: yeah yeah. So uh, part of the uh, Belt and Road initiative is raising farmers up. And if that means taking, you know, a, a, a disabled family that's been doing really well with their quotas recently, rewarding them with captured children and their mothers in any way they want. And that's just part of living under communism in China. That's not even North Korea. This is just a state we already talk about and it does not have a firewall in front of it. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, we could spend another hour just talking about this one, but I th- there are some other good uh, quotes here. Uh, she claims North Koreans do not have access to maps of the world <laughs> and huh? cannot do basic math, like, for example, 1 plus 1 equals 2.
2: Really? Yes. Well, okay, because this... Her son... She claims I saw this on on Facebook where she's still quite active because that's a lot of her audience is still you know older. Uh, she says my son at five studies hours of math and reading comprehension each day. He can do double digit addition, subtraction, and multiplication so far. It wasn't yeah. easy to get here, and uh, but now he, he understands that hard work pays off in a capitalist society and all that. Uh, and she's using this as a, an anti-communist, anti-affirmative action talking point, is that her son is a five-year-old math genius.
1: He's a math whiz because uh, of the market. <laughs> Something in the water over here is American excellence. You got five-year-olds doing appropriate levels of math.
2: He's doing multiplication, which I could not do at five, but...
1: I, I mean, that's advanced, and if it's coming from his mother, she knows him best. Um, she also said this A train journey that takes an hour In the United States Takes one month in North Korea Because really? there is no electricity And sometimes people have to push the train
2: <laughs> kind of Okay
1: So like you board a train to work And then like there, a voice comes over the loudspeaker Or no, not even There is no loudspeaker Just a man who yells like Up! We're out <laughs> no gas on this one So you gotta <laughs> hop out And then you're working for the train Mm. For that day, uh, you have to push the train to your work, and then when you get there, you still have to mine or whatever you're doing over there.
0: Why wouldn't you just walk?
1: At that point, you should walk. Why would you? If you're pushing a train, that's something's got to give.
0: People have pointed out like um, the whole, like, huge hole in this story is that trains weigh like tons. Assuming it's on like a greased up track, And you got a bunch of people together. You could, I think, you can like bobsled it, kind of. But yeah, it's on wheels. Um I
1: think we could do it with some some real troopers with people with good attitudes.
0: Yeah, and then you like kind of jump back on it or you accidentally throw your luggage on it and then the train takes off without you is what happens and then you're it's like wah, 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 wah. Wait, wait
1: up. Yeah, yeah <laughs> downhills are easy. Korea is very mountainous. It's true. As a uh, as a region, yeah. um she claims North Koreans are not allowed to use the word I and say things like we love water.
2: So this actually is true. I'm not kidding. It is true. They, but they asked a. I read an article where they asked a scholar about that. But that's just Korean as a language has just different. That's just subjects. grammar. Yeah, right? yeah. It's kind of like the royal we. Duolingo
0: teaches you. Yeah. In in uh in Mexico, sometimes we have to refer to are uh, other people as Usted. It's like a <laughs> meme of her. Right. You have to talk like a butler saying the gentleman.
2: It's because Amlo came in.
0: Yeah. It's just grammar, man.
1: Um, speaking of we love water, North Koreans cannot... They're not allowed to know about the concept of love. Like, if you if you find out about love, you go to jail. Except, there is one exception... And that is that you have to love the Kim family, so you can like talk, to, you can talk to your friends and neighbors, maybe like express affection for them by being like, "We love the Kim family. We love Kim Jong Il and uh, Kim Il Sung."
0: If you talk about love and it's not about the Kim family, you get arrested by the sheriff of love. <laughs> the North Korean sheriff of love takes you down to sex jail. <laughs>
1: There's no jail worse than sex jail. Um, And there are other punishments. Um, She claims all North Korean men taller than four foot 10 are drafted into the military for 13 years. Now, that's a wide net.
2: Yeah, that's probably most people, right?
1: Could you imagine being four foot 11 and getting that draft?
0: (sighs) I'd be so mad. That would suck, yeah.
1: You'd just be a little taut. (laughs) maybe <laughs> putting you in a uniform and having you stand on that on the border all day
0: it'd be cool to be a short king over there right maybe that's how yeah that know. would be cool <laughs> actually it would still be kind of embarrassing to be like i'm still here because they wouldn't let me in the army because i'm
2: ten or 4 <laughs> 9 or whatever yeah you really you you to do want to want a date with me <laughs> i mean i guess according to google which you know it's again very hard to get the real answer of, uh, about, about things but they do have uh conscription for ten years for men um, but uh you know so does Israel they I mean they do it for everybody you like have to serve in the military so it's not like yeah, this but is this
1: a- is the thing is like there's pretty much no reliable information about this country anywhere like, yeah. so I don't even take a random Google very seriously it seems like it's all just weird defector poetry slams brought across other networks.
0: According to some of the conservative pundits that I follow on social media, I was under the impression that the only way to get into the IDF is if you were a fucking smoking hot smoke show hot lady, because that's all that some of these gentlemen ever tweet is like, what would you do if this came at you? (laughs) It's like some hot IDF
2: chick. I mean, they're obviously like the front-facing Branch of the military in Israel, like they're, you know, used as the propaganda. It's like we got hot, we got hotties. Yeah.
1: Amazonian guards.
0: It's just weird. It's just weird to do that with such a politicized thing. Just just jerk off, man.
1: (laughs) I think North Korea should adapt this technique and just get. A like smoke show guard that we we get to see all the time on on media, and then we could have the the mirror thing of just conservatives being like, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are when you stand with tyrants. <laughs> but you're so beautiful. Move to America <laughs> and be my wife. Out. Um. Okay. Here's the next one. She claims at one point everyone's dog in the country was confiscated and killed. <laughs>
2: The dogs? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I,
1: I, for asking questions like that because they
0: love outside of Kim family. Dogs love because their owners.
1: Love them too much.
0: Yeah, because they use the bathroom, and bathrooms don't <laughs> exist.
1: Uh, more on that in a minute. Uh, okay. Uh, she claims there's mandatory forced attendance of public executions, and that her friend's mom was killed. Publicly for watching the movie Titanic.
0: No, uh, well, okay, I have conflicting information here. So, the version of the story I read was that she tells a story that her mom's friend was executed in public for watching, and then the movie changes every time she tells it. At first, it was yeah. Korean soap operas from South Korea, I think, and then later on, she changed it to James Bond movies for some reason, <sighs> The Titanic thing, she claims that the origin of all of this is that she purchased a VHS copy of Titanic on the Korean black market and watched it. And it showed her the power of love. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she began to question Kim Jong-un and the Kim family and everything.
1: See, but Jake, they're not allowed to know about the power of love. That's very dangerous.
0: Right. Yeah, and it, this if is specifically you watch,
1: what they're trying to stop from happening.
0: If you watch Leo and uh, what's her face in Titanic, it's undeniable. So it, you know, it's a really beautiful story. Actually,
1: is, is that Claire Danes?
0: No, it's Kate Winslet. I think
1: Kate Winslet. I've never seen the film to be honest. I got the gist. <laughs> the boat crashes. Yeah. I'll be careful next time I'm on a boat.
2: Spoiler. To me the
1: What do you want from me?
2: The one that makes the most sense is James Bond actually because there is a James Bond movie Die Another Day where the villain is the North Korean military cuz they are trading weapons for conflict diamonds <laughs> and uh so he has to like sneak in there and fight the uh communists. So maybe that would be censored there. It you is Western propaganda.
1: Who uh, who's been executed for watching the uh James Franco um what's his name? Not oh. Paul Rudd. Oh, yeah. Seth the, Rogan movie from a few years ago. That apparently they were trying to like drop over the border there. The, oh the dictator or something. The yeah. interview. The interview. Yeah. the interview. Yeah. The interview.
0: I remember I watched that movie. It was weird.
1: And I've seen a lot of Seth Rogen movies, and it's not, like, one of the better ones. It's
2: the, a uh, weird movie. The premise is they're trying to get an interview with Kim Jong-un. Yeah. I don't
1: you know, think they're, so. They're trying to get an interview with him, and then they become, like, friends with him and kind of like a South Park kind of turn, where it's like, oh, but he loves a uh, weed or whatever, and then, you know, he gets mad at them for friendship crime and then they have to run for their lives I I, is what I remember it being. But if that's not it, I'm really sorry. It wasn't as good as super bad. It wasn't even as good as pineapple express.
0: Take that. The interview. Everyone forgot about this movie because it sucked.
2: It did cause a stir, right? It seemed like this is their attempt at being like, we are relevant. We are global citizens and we're trying to make a statement here. And they chose this cause for some reason. Can I interject another weird thing about North Korea <laughs> or about
0: coverage yeah, of North sure. Korea? Yeah. Did you ever watch like the old Vice documentaries? Yeah. With uh, what's his name? Smith. Oh yeah. You know, guy who talk like this. I uh tried out to play him in a movie once. By the way, I think I've mentioned that before on this uh-huh. shit. Um. Uh, there, he would go to North Korea, right? And I remember before I really understood, like what the Western lens of North Korea is and why Uh, I kind of still thought vice was interesting when I was younger and thought that they were doing some sort of reporting that was critical of this and that. And in retrospect, they were huge cucks, I think because they did a lot of like hermit kingdom type shit where they went and they were like, Oh, everyone, um, when we came, every, you could tell that the, all of the people in the grocery stores were acting, <laughs> and there weren't actually any groceries in the grocery oh, store. Like, it's a like
2: crisis actor theory.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of confirmed a lot of weird, like, theories about, oh, and, you know, North Korea, like, like fucking Alex keeps saying, like, we just don't know anything about it. There's just no information right. or whatever. But these these things you hear over and over again about how it's... how. It's, it's that bad and it's like this weird shit where when a westerner comes they all fake like it's, it's nice. Yeah, they
1: do a Potemkin village. Yeah. Right. None of the food is real. We're actually already dead. Yeah. All of us are dead. <laughs> I
2: actually thought into adulthood until a few years ago the golf score thing was true um, which it was this you know, narrative that was propagated in the 2000s, 90s that Kim Jong Il. um Got eleven holes in one, or he told people that, and that was like a lie. You had to believe in North Korea, you were killed, or something. And how ridiculous is it that someone could make golf is 11- eleven? That's the thing is, in reality, they would not golf. We do know there golf is seen as like a bourgeois Western sport, so that's not something the government would want people to know that or like you know hear about uh, frequently. That he's really good at this, like upper crusty American european thing uh and then also the actual story came from this journalist who heard it not from anyone in the government but from someone at the golf facility who said like yeah he got like five holes in one and that got changed to 11 and it, i've also heard that
1: well five that, is already unbelievable right, is crazy but i've also
2: i've also heard that he told that uh kim jong-il told that to somebody but was joking and it just got this game of telephone that became this, you know, I mean, talking you point one against one
1: hole in one. It probably feels like you hit 11 of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: got to be if crazy that makes any sense, if I you... know my math
1: is limited. I have kind of a North Korean basis to my math learning.
0: <laughs> yeah, Alex doesn't know one plus one. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, yeah. I, golf is very much an American president thing. Uh, as yeah. we know from the Vice documentaries, uh, Kim Jong-un loves basketball.
2: Remember? Mm. Yes. Rodman came oh, over. Yeah, like, he brought okay, Rodman through. over. Yeah. And it's funny to see like Rodman and Trump are both like one of the only good things Trump ever did. And it didn't even amount to anything. But after really scary brinksmanship with North Korea, he that somehow he stumbled his way into actually sitting down. And it could have been a productive development, but went nowhere. But in both cases, Mainstream media, especially like liberal outlets, were like these guys are legitimating the this awful dictatorship, and we New can't do that
1: tyrants. yeah, well, they would well this is the thing is Yomi Park, celebrity dissident, would be brought in to your liberal news outlet in the Trump presidency years as like the face of like Mr. Trump, this is someone who's escaped from this man's nightmare clutches, and she's going to tell a story now about what families are like when they have down syndrome and own your mother.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yeah. J- Trump is interesting though, because he like, it kind of seems like he did those, those uh, talks with North Korea just because at some point someone pointed out that there was this legacy of no American president having done that yet. Like they all yeah. refused. So he was just like an opportunity to look better than like Obama and everyone who came before him. was just kind of to do it, which is, funny in
2: a trump way you right know? it's
1: funny the- he does funny things
2: <laughs> even i mean it was amazing how it developed because it's it was like a movie because i was genuinely scared there was going to be a nuclear exchange uh in 2017 because he was like he's unhinged and he was talking he was like alluding to dropping a nuke uh and then it's just completely reversed and he managed to become this Kind of surreal thing that, did, you know, again, didn't amount to anything. But the fact, even if like one iota of what Yeonmi Park is saying about North Korea is true, there's still a nuclear armed power. I believe that is true, right? They have nukes. I, I, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> We have nukes. Any way to de-escalate that situation is a good thing. And we should do it as much as possible.
1: Yeah, from what I understand they have a nuke, but like then are always testing their like delivery system and that's why it's scary they shoot a missile at Japan every now and then is they're like, I could've blew you up
2: Yeah. I, I mean blew you up! I and then I said like I've I've been burned too many times, we all have by the US government saying so and so has a nuke and it doesn't turn out to be true. So maybe they don't. I don't know.
1: Again, very hard to learn. Don't hold me to task on that. But anyway, to to, to finish out this little list here, uh, uh, in regards to the executions thing, uh, the only thing you can really do to fact check this because there's so little information about the country public is to check it against other dissidents. So Yomi Park's claims about uh, public mother murders uh, for movie crime are, even among the other people who are dissidents who have escaped and like yeah they don't do those in public and they haven't done one since the year 2000 and like it a movie will not get you shot in the head <laughs> 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 it, it's got to be frustrating for those people and just be like i would like to talk about the real crazy life i've had and i can't um they shot her okay, for
0: watching well, octopussy <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a scale of punishment for different James Bond movies. Um, Depends on how sexual the the love interest name is. Oh, is it Pussy Galore?
2: Yeah, the the more sexual the name gets, the the higher the punishment.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's gross. I think they're right to do that, and then it's gross. This is the the last lie. This is my favorite one that she tells to Joe Rogan, and this is that um, because North Korea has not invented fertilizer... Keep in Ooh. mind, they have a nuke, or at least <laughs> missiles, but they don't have fertilizer. Yeah. They don't have fertilizer, so you have to give your poop to the government. <laughs> what? The government comes and they take your poop, but because you only live on rats and grass, you only get to poop every, like, like twice a month. So it's very rare how often they get the poop.
2: <sighs> I bet a lot of people here would, would take that deal to only poop twice a month. It's called the yoni the diet. I, it, I do it, too, it, but there irregular. are there are freaks out there who are like, I gotta change my diet so I'm defecating as little as possible. Um,
1: Anders, I love to poop.
2: Same. Um, I believe that this is nonsense. I gotta say, I don't think that um, <laughs> they are using human poop feces collection. for these things. Yeah, maybe that's good for the environment. I don't know, but
1: uh, I mean, if it even happened once. That's what's up. That's pretty wild.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah. That's part of what happens after we degrowth the bananas, is that the state poop man comes and knocks on your door and collects. You know,
1: I hope one day to live in a society that has the kind of community pick-me-up when food gets scarce, we all poop together to plant the (laughs) crops.
2: There was a great the Yes Men prank where they pretend to be reps from mcdonald's and they go to an economics class and tell them that they're developing this thing called the Reburger, where you go to mcdonald's eat a burger you poop into a pipe and it goes to a global south country and comes out as another mcdonald's hamburger that's so gross yeah
1: these pipes are getting out of control well that's my list
0: it's uh can i I rapid fire through a couple
1: plastic surgery she's a beautiful woman
0: she is she's they call her uh, north korean barbie in some places um i can't remember who calls her that so that's a weird thing to say jake but uh that's i read the thing it
1: that jake jake calls her
0: that <laughs> God, let me rapid fire through a couple of notes that i made because i was up late last night reading about this and it's it's weird um
1: <laughs> it is weird
0: <laughs> She claims that when she was on her journey to China, Mongolia, and eventually South Korea, that she crossed a bunch of mountains. At one point, somebody pointed out that on a map, there are no mountains in in between those places. That's
2: That's a problem
0: blamed this on uh, her bad English and said, you know, I'm just learning English. I meant big Well, North hills. Koreans
1: actually don't have access to maps, so she wouldn't know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, maybe that's true. Maybe that's why she her, got caught in a lie about mountains. I don't know. Um, I
1: meant planes. Flat planes. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: Let's see. The train thing. Oh, she also claims that uh, in... In North Korea, in the spring, all the plants turn to poison, which is why children have to eat mud. Ah. Because...
1: I- <laughs> is that why? Yeah. I was, Why are these kids eating all this mud, I said?
0: Uh, and it
1: turns out it's because the plants are poison.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. She claims... And that's
1: like a government... That's a policy that the communists... They said... Yeah. Just, Plants are poison for (laughs) three months of the year. Right. I don't even know why that's like that. That
0: is consistent with I came from a horrible place. It isn't really consistent with a critique of like the state that you came from.
1: Politics or whatever. It's just like, and men are 10 feet tall.
0: (laughs) It's just the plants from Mario. And they have teeth and they eat you. Piranha plant. Uh Uh-huh. Um she claims that there's a bunch of human corpses floating down North Korean rivers all the time. A lot of other people that have lived there say that's not true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they say that it's normal style. <laughs> they are normal average members.
0: amount of corpses. Oh, in addition to Titanic, she says that she watched um Ellen DeGeneres Friends. Oh. I think she specified like seasons 1 through 10 or something for some weird reason. <laughs> She's a purist, Uh, pro wrestling, cool, pretty woman, snow white and Cinderella.
2: And it all just opened up her pineal gland and she became completely Americanized.
0: Yeah. So the Korean black market is called the fucking, uh, I'm going to mispronounce this. I am racist. I'm canceled. Jam dang. Nope. It's fucking jam dang or some shit like that. I don't know. (laughs) 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 damn it i thought i wrote it down but i didn't but she's a big proponent of the black market in north korea she says like oh because i found all these like videotapes and stuff on it that uh it's good and it'll it it she believes that it will like you know this will happen to other people, hmm. is what she's saying, or Also,
1: her her father went to jail for trading rare earth minerals on it uh-huh. for either one or eighteen years. <laughs> yeah,
0: she keeps arguing with her mom, or she, she has inconsistent claims between her and her mom about how long her dad went to jail, if he went to jail at all, Pretty- and why
2: he there's a. She she also say that you get executed if there's dust on your portrait of the. Kim yes, that's
1: true. And it's sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, And I guess like the final thing about her that I think is really interesting is that so she came to America. Eventually, she lived in a bunch of different places in America, like Costa Rica at one point, and then like California. But Eventually, she went to Columbia University in New York here. And she said, and this is kind of around the time that she like picked up the Jordan Peterson. Yeah circuit and everything um so the funniest thing about her is that now she says that her experience in college in america where she like learned math for the first time and shit uh-huh. and learned english and all learned all columbia this basic stuff <laughs> um she she both says that like that happened and that oh it's so much better than north korea but also that going to college in america campus culture is out of control and it actually is a lot like North Korea Mm. and she she was scolded for reading Jane Austen (laughs) and that the education system is brainwashing our children to make them think that this country is racist and to believe that they are victims Um, otherwise she says uh, it's time for us to fight back she says otherwise it might be too late for us to bring the glory of this country back so what's really weird about her entire thing is that the whole point and this is like, I think exposes just a huge contradiction in right wing xenophobia or whatever. The whole point of what she's saying is that the United States is so free and so much better than North Korea and North Korea is this 1984 authoritarian place where they don't let you think anything. But then she comes here and she goes to college and she's just like, America is 1984 and cancel culture is, it's exactly like North Korea. And right. I don't think Columbia University is that bad of an experience if I had to imagine. So it kind of undermines you
1: R.A. made me eat my dog yeah
0: (laughs) either there you eat rats at columbia or you maybe don't eat them in north korea like
2: she's equating these two things in a way that kind of doesn't add up right she so she when she came to the united states she has kind of two paths and at first she's taking the prestigious path which is she's on a panel with Hillary, hillary clinton this is what I would call the Ai way dissident path. You're seen as this uh, esteemed, you know, you don't really do the podcast cable circuit that's kind of beneath you. You're in exhibits. You're doing uh, panel discussions with the American Enterprise Institute or whatever. Um, this, that's the high end dissident route. She was doing that at first and then she realized there's way more money in the far right dissident route the the anti-woke dissident route the jordan peterson land you know so she's now doing all these podcasts she's doing andrew schultz's podcast where i don't know if you saw she was asked (laughs) they asked her like hey do you what do you think of harry styles and and she was like he won't do the impression but she was like (laughs) go on he's too gay for me is what she said. Uh, and she's, yeah, oh. becoming a culture warrior and saying all this, you know, right-wing stuff. And there's money in it for, for them. You know, you get you still get money if you're Ai way, but you get way more money if you're doing this grift. Uh, but at the end of the day, I have to wonder, is this actually better, ultimately? Because... Uh, a lot of her biggest critics are people are like liberals who are saying this discredits North Korean defectors. This discredits people who are trying to bring down the regime in a serious way. And she's making up all these ridiculous stories and it makes us look bad. That was basically the thesis of the Washington post article that came out on her recently, where they're talking to scholars who are, who are liberals and they're like, we need, we need better, more serious dissidents to to pay attention to. I think it's all real. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's all real
2: i think she's cool she has a cool story I about think
1: she's cool eating. she gets money she gets paper um i believe i read she gets six thousand dollars from tpp usa a month i mean this is like a number one bag chaser and that's probably one of her smaller checks she's like a youtube star um she's that bitch and with two margaritas <laughs> you know what i Ignore what I was going to say. But she's she's, she's a great lady. They
0: they don't have margaritas in North Korea. Um,
1: Actually, North Korea... They, they turn your dead body into a margarita happened.
0: <laughs> I forgot one of the funniest ones is that she says that they don't have ice cream there. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> she says when she came here and she had ice cream, she was like, wow. Is I'm-
1: that just pedantic? That's just like, it's shaved ice. It's different. It's made with milk, <laughs> but it's not the same.
0: I don't know. I mean, there isn't that much information on North Korea, but there's like some. And I think that there's ice cream there. <laughs> they do have. <laughs> Can we play the clip of the water park? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, just behind me
1: is a north korean water park in pyongyang i tell you what this place is rammed it is absolutely huge
0: so this well. is some british Doesn't guy at a gigantic oh water park God. in pyongyang oh, You've got like a huge slide in the. It looks like a cool there. splashdown. Like yeah.
1: Look at that oh God, It's huge. It's it's like, I genuinely can't believe how busy it is here. What is happening over
2: it here? It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's pretty long. But he goes off the I'm high dive. It's in pretty the cool.
1: Pool, right. <laughs> and I'm getting knocked down.
2: This doesn't mean North Korea is a, you know, utopian, fully automated luxury communist country by any stretch. But it does, I think, mean that a lot of the stuff she's saying is. Not true. If they have a water park, I think they probably also have ice cream.
0: They had a wave pool. They definitely had Dippin' Dots. Yeah, (laughs) those two things come together, right?
1: Dippin' Dots, and to think that Dippin' Dots was originally for spacemen. Mm. It's dehydrated ice cream. You know that this implied North Korean space program on the come up.
2: That's true. That's how they're gonna nuke us. I noticed Dippin' Dots has rebranded. They used to be the ice cream of the future, and now that it's the future, they're no longer <laughs> calling themselves that. Well, no one likes the future anymore. They're actually just
1: a kind of shitty ice cream.
2: <laughs> we
0: got to the future, and it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, yeah, it's
1: way worse than it was before
0: in many ways. Honestly, if you wanted to sell a lot of ice cream today, it should be like, return ice cream, ice cream of the past. Masculine ice cream for men and women who knew it was good for them. All right. Uh, well, that was a fun <laughs> trip to North Korea. Um... I think she's she's been a great addition to the Memosphere, and I enjoy reading pictures of her that say like in uh Williamsburg, they make you go to a a, a fake cowboy bar and pay seventeen dollars for Lone Star.
1: Ms. Park, thank you for your contributions to the Mimosphere. <laughs> <laughs> we got any plugs?
2: At Andersley here on Twitter, paid protest August 11th at Silo. Come on. Come on out to that. We'll have uh, next week. We'll have a, we should have a ticket link. Alex, you got anything?
1: Uh, yes. The week before that, we've come to Quarators Live at Caveat Bar and Lounging and Grill. Uh, that's uh, Friday, August 5th. If uh, if you're in New York City, if you're in Chicago, we got a paid protest. The day before that, I believe,
2: at the the DSA convention, which you have to be a delegate to attend.
1: You have to be a delegate to attend, so don't even try to don't try to tip your head over the fence at the DSA uh, meeting. You can some laughs.
2: You can, I think, be an observer though, but you have to sign up for that.
1: You you probably can't even come in. But if you're in New York City, (laughs) it's
2: kind of like North Korea.
1: It's pretty much North Korea because it's a socialist organization. That's the world we want to set up is um, one where we eat, kill everyone's dog. Anyway, someone will yeah, be col-
0: like- collecting your poop at the DSA convention <laughs> in Chicago for the... <laughs>
1: yeah, give what you can. <laughs> it's called solidarity.
0: It's called liquidarity when I do it.
1: Folks. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Um, I...
0: I can't announce the show that I already announced last time forget that I announced that because it's not announced yet I fucked up and plugged something that we weren't supposed to plug yet Um, but I do have a show that I can plug which is uh, me and Jamie Peck are just doing a really wacky live show called the woke mob that we came up with at TVI in Ridgewood Queens on September 2nd it's going to be a lot of fun we'll have tickets and flyer and all that shit up Pretty soon. Um, and I think that's all I got. So it's finished. It's finished.